Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. Jim Enman here uh, in the hot seat a little bit uh, tonight as we uh, interview our next member of the group here in just a couple of minutes. And you'll understand why I am doing that when uh, we share who that is this week. Um, as always, we have our two, uh, uh, the other two guys that helped me out with the podcast. We have Chris Duckett and Alberto Casillas. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Hot, very, very hot. <laughs> I'm uh, out of town, uh, reporting from uh, beautiful Houston, Texas, a few hours southeast, where we have equally as uh, miserable heat as Austin, only with the benefit of the humidity from the Gulf. So, yeah, it is it is muggy, and it's triple-digit temperatures. And I'm working in a body shop, and I literally cannot keep liquids, cannot get liquids in me fast enough for how much I am sweating. <laughs> Is this a uh, is this a standard Texas spring kind of thing, or are you experiencing uh, higher temps, higher humidity than normal? Uh, surprisingly, it's lower than normal. I mean, usually we have this kind of heat a month ago, so th- it's it's been a mild spring leading into summer, but it's it's coming, and it's just it's we're getting we're getting uh, teased with very favorable temperatures before the real nasty stuff hits. Woo! Well, Chris, hopefully it's a little bit cooler in your neck of the woods. Uh, a tiny bit. Uh, of course, I let's see. I stepped outside of my house like three feet. Oh no, no, I did actually go across <laughs> the street to go get the mail. So yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> it's, that's the nice thing of from of work about working from home is uh, you don't really have to leave the house unless you just really want to. Um, and so Texas heat isn't such a thing. It's just about as hot, but it is less humid. So uh, that that helps out a lot. Uh, a lot of the humidity got got out of the air when a big storm system came through a couple of days ago. See, so you guys are in Texas. I'm in southern Indiana. We have had rain every day since I think Friday last week. So we're closing in on a week of rain. We had tornadoes hit my community over the weekend. We've had severe thunderstorms. We had torrential downpour, and um, our community lake is over um, a foot higher than normal. So consequently, there's all this water issue and stuff like that. It's welcome, welcome to weather in Indiana, where one day you can have beautiful sunshine, and then the next day uh, you're under a tornado warning. But that's not why people are tuning in to the Keto Mads Club podcast. They don't want to hear. We've gone all Al Roker on everybody here, so let's we'll we'll swing it back the uh, the right direction. So uh, thanks for everybody who is uh, uh, dialing into the uh, podcast this week, and um, we're going to talk about a couple things that have been going on with us before we uh, turn it over to Chris. He is going to be our guest this week and talk about his keto journey and whatnot. So we're excited to uh, add him to the list of our members from the Keto Man's Club on Facebook, uh, sharing their stories and just uh, telling all kinds of uh, of good stuff. So um, Alberto, Keto World in the last uh, week or so, what has, uh, what's caught your eye? What's been going on? Any, any fun stuff, any news, anything like that at all? 
uh, out of town for the most part. Uh, we went to a family event uh, down in the Valley of Texas here. So for me, I mean, as far as keto stuff goes, it's just eating out a lot, but keeping it keto as I eat out, which is not difficult at all. It just requires a little extra focus and attention when it comes to menus. But other than that, uh, I've been pretty much out of touch because I've been driving all over the eastern half of this giant state. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of driving. And then so uh, I go ahead. Yeah, Chris. I was just gonna say, Chris, what about you? Well, I I just uh, spent three days uh, cram packed, like literally first flight out of Austin, last flight out of Little Rock. Uh, so that I could spend three days with the Keto Savage crew. And I did some video work, uh, production stuff. Some of my videos are already up and more to come. And that's going to be kind of a a regular thing for me. So uh, it it was really awesome. I got to get a really good leg workout in with uh, Robert and his wife, Crystal. And we ate uh, some awesome steaks the first night. And then we had... Uh, antelope heart loaf, meatloaf that now, was made from heart, and it was amazing. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's actually going to be a recipe video, so I won't say anything more than that other than, you know, watch for me to repost the uh, the video that's going to be posted in uh, probably a week uh, from now. We just uh, posted the Brick Bark uh, the uh, Brick Bark recipe video today uh, as we're recording this. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was very productive, very cram-packed, very little, very few hours of sleep, a uh, couple days, and then I flew back. I landed at 12.05 on Friday, and then I had to, to hit back into the normal swing of my, my normal work week of Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday uh, thing. So Woo. I kind of just had to uh, dive right back into to regular work, not to mention that we have foster kittens that my wife got while I was gone. So mm-hmm. <laughs> with your permission, a little with my permission, she didn't, she, she, she uh, did ask, can we? And before I even left for that matter. Um, but yeah, this was uh, one of those things that she was looking forward to doing that she found the time to do it while I was gone. So um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're cute and, and playful and it's great to have them around, but sure does add just an extra, Hey, can we do this? And then the little suckers, there's one or two of them. If you open that, that we've got a, a play gym essentially built for them in a crate. And if you open that door, there's one or two of them that will bolt faster than lightning. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're, you're luckily our, our full grown cat, he has gotten to the point where he herds them. And so he helps us find them and, and pull them back to the, to the rest of the uh, group. <laughs> that is so awesome. It's, yeah. It's been an interesting, very busy week. Um, but, all around was good, um, and it, it, it the the other reason I was there in Arkansas when I was was because uh, Robert wanted some help filming and trying to get uh, some extra. Uh, extra momentum for the launch of his apparel line, which went live this last weekend. And it's really, really cool stuff. And people should go to live Savage apparel and get stuff because it's really cool. Um, Excellent. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, that was, uh, that, that's kind of it. And, you know, got to stay keto and I actually ended up coming back and I, I, I would be less than I went. So that's always a good sign. Good work. Uh, let's, good, good work. Let's not uh let's not blow past your uh your squat PR. 
Oh, yes. Squat PR. Uh, 275, six reps. Uh, and I probably could have done more, but I'm like, I don't want to break myself. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, yeah, I, I cut it off there. But yeah, that was a pretty good uh, squat PR. And, and uh, I, I learned the value of the weight belt. And he taught me how to, to wear it and how to uh, how to use it properly. So that was that was really helpful to me. And I will probably be investing in one so that I can continue to, uh, to utilize that uh, that thing that break. I I totally just under uh, undervalued what the weight belt can do for you for stabilization. Um, but you can uh, brace against the weight belt uh, with your with your core, and that just gives you that much more stability as you go up and down. It actually works more muscle in my at least for what I felt at the time. So that was cool. Hmm. Well, since the last time we recorded, um, a couple things. One is that we crossed 2,500 members in the Keto Man's Club group on Facebook. So that is an awesome milestone to have achieved. Um, we've seen all these great photos of the guys as we get into summertime and everything and body transformations and whatnot. We've seen some of, uh, of our members who are um, a little bit older, 50s and 60s, who are utilizing keto and they're daily life and seeing a lot of positive change. Um, it's just, it's just an ongoing success story for all the, all the guys in the group. So, uh, kudos to 2,500 members there, somebody, and I can't remember who, and I don't have it in front of me posted up a recipe of, um, uh, chicken, uh, tenders, if you will, uh, wrapped in bacon. And you do some spices, you, you know, the salt, pepper, garlic, paprika, that kind of stuff. Throw it in a uh, in a baggie. Then you throw the chicken tenders in there. Once they're good and coated, you wrap it in bacon. I think it's 425 for about 30 minutes or so. Oh, my Lord. If you want happiness, <laughs> if you want the sizzle... <laughs> Um, this is the way to go. Um, I, this was my dinner last night and tonight. Um, two of those things. Fantastic. I will say though, that I, um, I have a Kroger grocery store near me and they do this great pepper bacon. Um, so it's already got a little bit of kick. And then when you add in a little cayenne pepper and a little garlic and a little chili seasoning or whatever you want to do. Um, you can clean your sinuses out very quick with these things. So be mindful of how you do the seasoning and whatnot. But um, if you uh, search us out, you can go to uh, theketomansclub.com. You can find us on Facebook, the, the videos in there with the recipe and everything. Uh, just uh, search for the sizzle, I think was the uh, hashtag that I threw in there. And you will be happy. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So, so I think that's it for what's going on. Um, uh, unless you gents have anything else to throw in before we start our interview discussion. Zay, you, you almost had me convinced to eat chicken. So Alberto, you don't even like chicken for all this keto way of eating and everything? I, I really don't eat a lot of chicken. I mean, I eat chicken wings because uh, I make them for my daughters. I eat chicken hearts, not that I enjoy them, but I mean, they are wrapped in bacon and, and your recipe is wrapped in bacon, so I will definitely give it a go. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's some kind of spices that work well down in Texas. So just throw it all in there. Give it a shot. Let us know how it goes. But I, I can almost guarantee you chicken wrapped in bacon is going to put a smile on your face. I will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, we're going to shift gears now, and uh, we're going to do our interview of the week here on the Keto Man's Club podcast. And normally, Chris is the one who does the introductions and things like that, but Chris is in the hot seat this week. Um, so one of our co-hosts here on the uh, podcast, and he is also one of our admins for the Keto Man's Club on Facebook. Um, he is the he is the man who makes all of this happen. So, you know, Alberto and I, uh, we, we talk and all that other stuff, but Chris is the one who makes the magic work and makes us sound good and puts this all together and everything. And I just wanted to start by acknowledging that and saying a tremendous thank you to him for, uh, the success of the show so far. So Chris, welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks I'm for joining us. here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been my, it's been my pleasure to get to, to work on this podcast. It's been something that it's kind of been on the back of my brain for a long time, uh, knowing that there really was a gap in this particular market where we really didn't have much to talk, much that was focused on men and men's lifestyle alone combined with the ketogenic lifestyle. And mm-hmm. so um, that's kind of the, uh, that was kind of the, 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 the thing in the back of my brain and then i kind of got with you guys and now we're here and it's awesome it's great yeah it is it is so i mentioned when i introduced you you are down in texas um you're married um all this stuff so give us a little kind of your backstory so to speak whatever you want to uh share about your personal life and who chris is yeah um so i'm I, I grew up a uh, full-on geek. I, I always have been, always will be. Um, probably borderline nerd for most of that time, um, meaning not cool at all. Uh, <laughs> You're cool now, dude. Some You're cool. totally yeah, cool now. Yeah, well, 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 <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> just just maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up um, in Kansas City and had family uh, all around the Midwest, so did. did you know, travels around the Midwest for family and whatnot, but, but home was, was the Kansas city area, um, lived the normal eighties and nineties life, uh, was skinny as a rail. Most of my childhood hit middle school, still skinny as a rail, but I, part, you know, started to, to, to see some of the changes and then really saw, uh, body changes and putting on some, some bulk and some size without really getting into the unhealthy side of things, just not, you know, really defined, uh, in probably late high school, mid, mid, mid to late high school, I started putting that bulk on and, and whatnot and showing that, you know, I was going to actually be a, a larger guy, even whenever I'm, you know, fit, um, so I, that that was me. I didn't ever have any worries about weight at the time. Didn't ever. I, I didn't feel like I was metabolically out of sync. Um, one thing that you know probably is worth mentioning is I am still to this day ADD, uh, but I have just managed it without drugs since middle school. And so um, middle school came around, and I kind of just 
found I didn't like how I felt on them. And I asked my parents, you know, can we skip this for now and see how it goes? And they supported me on that. And I've found ways to try to deal with it. But I will say one of my keto wins absolutely is that whenever I have a high level of ketones, I can tell because my clarity of of thought goes from rabbit, 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 rabbit to zero, like laser focused. I can get right in on one specific thing and it's not a big deal for me. Um, and that's something that I have had to work hard on without that and, and have always had to use compensating techniques and things like that to try to deal with. So definite win in the keto world. Um, I am, 36. So I've done nearly 20 years of corporate technical support uh, after doing a short uh, ministry internship, a uh, year and a half, two years of that, and uh, youth pastoring uh, kind of threw in there before that. Uh, and that's really, but after that youth pastoring, getting into the corporate job, sitting in a desk, talking to people all day uh, on the phones or in chat. Uh, that ad that started to add up pretty darn quick, and uh, that's when bad food habits started, and that's when the weight started to add. And I was never very active, but I became just completely inactive, uh, you know, at that at that point. And so ended up uh, just kind of getting, you know, going going through life, not really even realizing what was going on, and uh, yeah. So that kind of that that's at least leading up to my marriage, which happened eight, seven, eight years ago. Got to get that right. Sure about that. Got to get that right. <laughs> Your wife is not in the um, room. No judgment. No, it's she's okay. probably not listening to the podcast either. <laughs> um, no, we we got married eight years ago, and uh, she I met her about a year before that, and uh, we. Uh, stayed in Kansas City for another year after we got married and job opportunities for her and her profession weren't really that great in the Kansas City metro and so we uh, we knew that she had connections down here and I got transferred with the company that I was at at the time to the Texas division and uh, we kind of up and moved in 10 days roughly oh wow Uh, which was yeah she she didn't quite put in her two weeks at Panera (laughs) she's like I have to be a full-time packer because he still has to work (laughs) Um, so yeah uh, we we moved over a weekend and I was reporting for duty on Monday at the Texas division (laughs) following Monday Um, oh my gosh it's a whirlwind of a move uh, but yeah, we that got us to Texas, and that's been very good for us both uh, both career wise and whatnot. I currently work for Apple full time, uh, doing uh, tech support still, but with a specialty in the creative media side of things. All of our creative applications, like Logic and iMovie and Photos and whatever, we any of the Apple apps, I basically support those at this point. And so that's been a really great challenge, and I'm hoping to continue to increase those challenges as time goes by. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's great. So how long have you you've been keto? I started keto in 
February or March of 2017. So a little bit over two years now. And in those two years, uh, did you, I should say, prior to those two years, before you found keto, were you messing around with any other diets? Uh, or how did you stumble across keto? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I... Um... I was aware that I had gained a lot of weight, but I was kind of just happy-go-lucky, just bopping on through life most of my bachelor days. And even after marriage, uh, I you know, was just kind of enjoying life. We, uh, My wife is, an, as I've mentioned before, she's an incredible, incredible cook. She does incredible things with food. Uh, so it always tastes good, and she's always liked to work with high quality as natural as possible as we could afford ingredients and so we we we've always had good fresh uh, well-made food and primarily either eat at home or eat food that's been prepped at home Uh, we're not eating out all the time uh, like a lot of families are because she just enjoys cooking too much and so that that helped probably keep me from going into the morbidly, morbidly obese. I could see myself going into uh, getting way above 280 pounds had I continued on the track that I had been prior to meeting my wife. Uh, but it, it, uh, it, it just wasn't enough to thin me out or get me truly healthy. Uh, and I became, as I started creeping up, and this is what kind of started my 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 search in general uh, was I can't, was coming up on my my thirty fifth birthday and I'm like hey wait um, I want to live to seventy and not like have to like be in a hospital or rehab or something all the time because I can't move I, I want to be vital I want to actually like live life and be able to enjoy it uh, you know throughout my life and it's also um, to, to bring a, a spiritual aspect, uh, I kind of got into this with one of our members in a, a chat uh, the other day, at least I think it was one of our members. Um, as a Christian, I'm, I'm supposed to be a steward of many things, and one of the things that I'm supposed to be a steward of is my body. It's a gift that was given to me. It was made by God, uh, and uh, I'm supposed to take care of that, and I didn't take a very good care of it. And so it actually kind of was a con- uh, on, on both a practical and a spiritual conviction. I said to myself, I need to take care of myself a little bit better. And so uh, I started being aware of that, but I just, uh, and I, I probably fiddled with a few things. I think I tried Weight Watchers for, you know, Weight Watchers, the, the app, you know, slash online thing for, you know, a month or two. Didn't make sense. It just didn't click. I did try a stint of running and trying to train for the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the warrior dash that I ended up running with a friend and that I survived and I literally survived. I think I, I may have shared it with the podcast, uh, but I, I, the, the same day that I ran that warrior dash in, in Kansas city being the hottest day of the year, like record breaking hot mm. for that day. Um, two people actually died that day, uh, that had re- tried to oh, run wow. the, the warrior dash. Um, so I, I literally have a t-shirt that says I survived the warrior dash and it, it literal. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I didn't do it well. I skipped most of the obstacles, but I did it. I made it through. <laughs> so, um, 
but you know, so I, I, I've tried, I did try a few things. That's a very long winded answer to, to that, but I, I did try a few things, but I didn't really try much because it didn't make sense to me. And in the small attempts that I made to do the move more, eat less thing, I just either felt like crap or couldn't stick with it. And I gave up in like 30 seconds. It never stuck for long. And so I found keto through the weirdest of places, a tech podcast. Somebody had mentioned to hmm. another of the hosts uh, that they uh, that you know, hey, how's your your weight loss going? That that keto thing's doing well for you, right? And you know, they said yeah, and they didn't dig too much deeper. But it was these are people that I respected, and and the the guy who was doing it, he's he's a security specialist, but more than anything, he's a data scientist. He's not going to do something without really studying it. Like this is a guy that really knows his stuff. Uh, so I uh, I listened to the podcast that they had a special a series of podcasts that that these two people that had talked about and forth had previously recorded i found it on the archive on his website and he discussed his journey from uh from standard american to paleo to keto and it was all presented very much from the mindset of a data scientist of this is just the you know this is the the science this is how it's uh, you know broken down and then uh, the the other part that he related was the the paleolithic you know way of eating it kind of makes sense because if you think back most of the things that we're eating today didn't even exist 150 200 300 let alone a thousand years ago and so i'm like okay if it's not listed in the bible it probably isn't something i should eat type thing and if i even look at that's a good way to look at it yeah, well, and, and the other thing is the, the biblical example of even bread. Bread wasn't made every day. It wasn't something that they ate all the time. It was made just for special occasions. And so for me, uh, like it was precious. There's actually a story in the Old Testament that, that exhibits that. And so just framing it that way, thinking if this didn't exist a couple thousand years ago, maybe I shouldn't eat it or maybe I shouldn't eat that way. And so that caused my whole avalanche into studying and finding out about keto. I found uh, dietdoctor.com. That became our our keto Bible um, of sorts because we use that their their visual guides to help me in the grocery store. Okay, is this vegetable okay or not? Is this fruit okay or not? Type thing. Um, those those visual guides help me a lot. Uh, my wife and I both uh, reference them a lot. And, that you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. Got into the Keto Evangelist group and uh, started doing podcasting for them eventually. Uh, but yeah, that it just kind of has, has gotten into this snowball thing where at this point I've listened to thousands and thousands of hours of, of expert people talking about keto, and I probably annoy all of my friends and family whenever I start talking about it. <laughs> but you're you're walking the walk, which is also something that not everybody can do. I, I certainly try. I, I have my, my shortcomings and my times whenever I've, you know, had effort moments and, and I end mm-hmm. up, uh, you know, either giving in or, or whatnot. In fact, this last holiday season, I, 
let loose a little bit and I'm like, okay, I've got to live, you know, and which I agree with. I I think that we should be allowed to live some, but I totally let myself live a whole lot more than I should have and uh, gained some of my weight back. But uh, at the same time, I don't feel too like it's, it stopped at a certain point that that part was what I, uh, what I was excited most about was rather than springboarding all the way back to 280, I, you know, I went from like, Two fifteen, low two t- uh, two teens to two thirty. So maximum that I regained mm-hmm. was about twenty pounds. That's not bad. Like that could totally, you know, that's you know, it stopped there. It didn't go beyond that. Um, and so my internal thermostat, as Jason Fung would describe it, uh, seems to have at least been turned down a little bit for my weight. And that I'm excited about, and I'm excited to keep pushing it down further and further. Um, so yeah, I try to walk it as best I can, uh, try to, to exhibit it without being, you know, overly annoying with it at the same time. So you've talked about the benefits with the ADD and whatnot. Did you have any, um, medical issues before you started into keto? Was there any heart? Uh, we've had, we've talked about heart with other guests, liver, um, general overall health. Did you have things in your medical chart that keto could help address in some way? Yes, uh, to, at least to a degree. I I had already known that before, and, and this I probably I, I did a short bout of uh, testosterone replacement with uh, the the doc that was my primary care at the time, uh, where I'd have to go in and get a shot like every two weeks, and it just didn't really do anything for me. Uh, I later found out now that I've been on it that. Uh, smaller doses more frequently leads to feeling a whole lot better a lot more often. Um, and so that's what I'm doing now. My protocol is, is uh, a lot better now where I'm doing uh, two shots a week, um, to, uh, which reminds me, I need to do mine later tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, two, two shots a week uh, for, the, for the testosterone replacement. And so that was a pre-existing condition. Keto can't help me a ton with that, but it makes it more effective because uh, keto does definitely have a, uh, an effect on hormone balance with insulin being a master hormone and affecting all of the rest of, of the hormonal balance that, that we have in our bodies. Uh, so I do think that uh, finding keto has helped me in this uh, two years that I've been on testosterone replacement. Uh, it, it has helped that helped me make that as effective as I possibly can. Uh, and so that's been good. Uh, my, that also has afforded me to get blood work as often as every three months. Uh, so I have had a lot of biomarkers and I've tracked those in heads up health. Uh, and it is interesting to see that my A1C has dropped. Uh, I was not diabetic, but you know, a year and a half later, my doc's like, yeah, those first readings, they were kind of pre-diabetic, you know that, right? (laughs) And so I was on my way. I was on my way. I may not have realized it, but I was on my way. And I, uh, so a pre-diabetic, uh, that's been reversed. My A1C is completely healthy at this point. I don't remember what it is right off the top of my head, but it's definitely within the healthy range now. Um, I have regained wellness and fitness after I'd lost my first 40 pounds. I had so much energy and had so much, I just need to do something type 
thing that I found myself waking up at five o'clock in the morning to get to a, a camp gladiator, uh, boot camp style outdoor workout, uh, <laughs> uh for six months. <laughs> wow. Like, it, it, had, had you had you told me uh, that you know that was going to be me, you know, just a couple years before that, you would have, I would have said, you're crazy, you're insane, I will never do that. I'm that's not in my personality, that's not in my my wheelhouse. And so, yeah, I did that for about six months, and I've uh, switched to uh, lifting heavy, which I've continued now uh, and dug back into these last uh, few weeks. Now, I think we've probably been going almost eight eight nine weeks uh, with Alberto and and I uh, getting into the gym on a really fairly regular basis. Uh, and, uh, I've enjoyed that as well, uh, which I would have never guessed. Uh, so health overall has definitely improved thanks to keto coming into my life. If nothing else, just providing me adequate energy to be able to find, uh, new levels of athleticism, uh, in myself that I never, ever would have guessed were there. Kind of like squatting uh, 275? Yeah. <laughs> 275, yeah, 275 what was it? six times. <laughs> 275, six times. That's a respectable amount of weight. And I'm going I'm to yeah. take a step back one notch because I don't, I don't want to blow past something that I found very fascinating about myself. Uh, I remember like when I was about eight, ten weeks into keto for the first time, well, for the first time, well, the only time for the most part, uh, I didn't realize at the time that I was fat adapted and I had my sister come down from Minneapolis with her family. And I was like, you know, Hey, I don't see that very often. Like kind of like, Hey, screw it. You know, I'm going to, I've only been doing this diet for a while. Everything's going great, whatever. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. And like, she came down I drank all the beer, ate all the pizza. We just kind of did whatever I want gained. She was only down for like four days. I gained like five pounds in those four days. And then, you know, and she left. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll just hop back on now. Like I'm the type of person where I've never craved anything in my entire life. And when I, that week that I decided to just kind of go all out, like for about two weeks after that, I had the nastiest, craziest cravings for just bread, like just plain white sandwich bread. And so my question is like, when when you kind of let yourself slip, did you find, and we've heard it from other people, like when they try to get back on that it is significantly harder, uh, like the second time around. It, it really is. Uh, and I, I've even found that if I do, quote, keto approved sweet things, um, including, but very much definitely not limited to bang or rain energy drinks, if I do that too often, if I have two or three in a period of a week, my cravings for sugar gets almost Un, un unstoppable and i will i will find myself at the convenience store that i probably shouldn't be at at all and of course the little debbies are probably right next to the protein bars and i'll you know lie to myself thinking oh i'll just get a protein bar it's almost you know it's not too bad i'll get one of the good ones and i'll walk out with a little debbie and so it, it's hard it is legit hard to to get back in and honestly weeks away like the one that i had with with robert helped uh because i uh, that just even in those couple days because there was just no one there was
was no time for it. <laughs> and number two, there was just nothing in the in the building that was going to be you know problematic. Everything that they eat is extremely clean, extremely straightforward, and primarily carnivore. And uh, we just uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't an option. So even just quick resets like that help a lot to uh, to assuade a lot of those. Uh, those cravings that you have, but it still happens. And coming through it the second time around, uh, it, it's it's been it's been hard for me to uh, to take stay solid. Mainly, it, you know, and and some of it isn't even the the cravings as much as it's the oh you gave in once, so and and you're you're not you know it's not so bad. It's it didn't that, hurt that you that bad. Lie, <laughs> it didn't hurt me that bad. That that lie that I've told myself, I've caught myself telling myself that, uh, you know, yeah, it, it really actually is that bad though, because it's just going to perpetuate the the cycle. It's going to keep things continuing to progress worse and worse, and it's not going to help me. It's not going to help me in the gym. It's not going to help me uh, lose weight. Uh, which uh, my, and and I should mention. My my goal is not to be skinny as a rail or any specific way. My goal is absolutely to have health, to be healthy and vital and moving freely for the remainder of my life, the, the remainder of my time on this planet as best as I can. I want to uh, live well and be able to enjoy life and be able to provide for my wife and my, my family and be where I need to be when I need to be and not be hampered by some medical condition that I could have prevented. And now that I know what I know, uh, it's, I can't go back because the truth that I know on some level is that, um, keto is a, a mini curing thing, a mini warding off thing. And so I can ward off most metabolic based diseases just by, eating the way that I know that my body likes to be fed. So when you, you, you've admitted, you've admitted, you've said that you've, you've listened to thousands of hours of keto information and whatnot. So when you decided that you were going to do this, was it a hard step? Was it a simple, let's just start eating meat and eggs and see what happens. And and the reason I bring this up is um, because one of the things that we hear from a lot of the guys in our group um, is about their initial fears of doing it, that they were going to do it wrong. So tell us what you did um, and how you adapted to going from your your pre-keto way of eating to following this way of um, eating yeah. every day. Yeah. I, I feel like I adapted pretty quickly and it just made sense. And then you tell me you can, you know, you can eat fried eggs and bake as much bacon as you want. I that's a pretty, you know, easy transition for me. Like I can do that. I can even give up pancakes for that because I'm okay with that bacon. <laughs> you know, that's that, 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 that helps. But, um, there's def- there were definitely moments and, and it was actually probably harder for me to convince my wife to, uh, to support me in it, not even necessarily to do it with me, but support me in it. And, and because she does do most of our cooking, uh, it, because she was like, okay, but your, your arteries, they're going to get clogged up with all that fat and you're this and you're that. And all of these you know, legitimate concerns that she has based on the way the 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 low fat 
limited, you know, limited calorie, move less or move, move more, eat less, uh, carb based standard American diet approach that has been preached for, you know, our entire life. She's uh, a little younger than me. I won't say exactly how much so that we can, you know, not tell my wife's age. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're both about the same age, I'll say. And so we, we both grew up with the same Kraft macaroni and cheese box dinners and, uh, you know, hamburger helper that wasn't really that much help and things that that was what we grew up with. And so we, you know, to, to her, she's she's thought that it was unhealthy. And so that was probably a harder hurdle to hit. But for me, the thing that really concreted it that helped me was. Uh, what, early on, I remember feeling almost the switch flip, um, where it was just like, oh, there's that energy. I haven't known energy like that in a long time type thing. And, uh, you know, again, my wife, she's very good at making food. So she made these recipes and she made them well. And so the food was just as enjoyable as the carb laden food. And so the the food wasn't the deterrent so much at the beginning um, as, uh, as as later on down the road as uh, you know the the holiday season and you know I uh, one piece of pie it's you know they made it special and there aren't that many options here today I should have fasted it out to be very honest uh, or just had protein that type of thing but uh, you know these things happen it's, it is what it is. Um, you live and you learn and you get better and I'll be better off next time and no, not to given. Uh, but yeah, the, the initial, you're seeing some of my ADD right there. I rabbit trail a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's not gone. It's just controlled, uh, semi-controlled. Uh, so initially it felt like a, a pretty easy switch for me. I don't feel like it, it was something that, that I struggled terribly with uh, getting started. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, but I understand how it would be for a lot of people that don't have the resources that I had because I had some really great resources. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I've always had this feeling that like anyone who has, and, and, and you have a creative job and obviously this, you know, creating a podcast and then what we're doing here is a creative job. But I, I've always had this feeling that anyone has, that has a job that involves a respectable amount of creativity has ADD in one form or another because it just kind of helps you. It just takes you down these weird rabbit holes. And all of a sudden you come up with these ideas that you're like, well, I don't know how that came up, but but here we are. And that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I And I agree with that. And I, I, tell, I don't see ADD as a, as, um, a disease um, anymore. I think I'm sure I did at one point in time or another. Um, I see it as something that I can utilize at times. I do multitask rather well most of the time. Uh, as long as I it's like multiple senses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I only have three computers up in front of me most of the time while I'm working. Only three. Um, sometimes it's five. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I try to use it at, to, to my benefit most of the time. And I tell people I just have a multi-core processor. So I just switch off between tasks really quickly. Uh, and so, uh, and I do, I, I do handle that pretty well. Um, 
and so I try to use it and I, and, and whatnot, but keto helps me actually use it better because I don't have the, as many rabbit trails as I, I would have otherwise and, and things like that. So, yeah. And you were, so, you were previously on, on medications for ADD. I'm sorry. Can you repeat it? You broke up. Oh, I said at one point you were on medication for it. Yes. I was medicated during my, uh, during elementary from second grade, whenever they finally got my diagnosis confirmed through seventh grade, I think I was on Ritalin and one of the other meds and, uh, they, they weren't bad, but they weren't great either. Um, they, 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 they can make you feel a little, little numb, a little weird sometimes. Uh, I remember it was early on in fifth grade. Like this is one of those, those memories that's like concreted in, in my brain. It, it was, it was fifth grade and it must have been early on in the school year because I just started taking the meds, I guess. And it threw me all out of balance. And one of my classmates, we did the whole, you know, exchange, you know, sheets, grade each other's paper thing. They were checkmarking everything like I'd got them wrong. And I was seeing them do this and I'm freaking out because I knew I got it right. And, you know, you know, normal human beings in normal times, they're like, okay, let's just see what happens. No, I ended up in a ball under my desk crying my eyes out and ended up having to chill out in the, the, the hallway for a bit in fifth grade. That's not the normal emotional reaction of a fifth grader. Um, and so that's just, you know, these, these drugs, they do, they throw you through all sorts of loops and hoops and things like that. Turns out she was turning them into stars later. <laughs> you know, it, you know oh. it, it, it was like she wasn't marking them wrong she was going to turn them into stars later and so it's like um you know retrospect you know a 2020 vision all that type of stuff but it, you know it, those drugs they really can mess you up and so i didn't want to be on those drugs for the rest of my life and i don't want to be on those drugs now even though there's been a couple times in my uh, adult life that I've said I probably should be on some, uh, but I, I've I've avoided it and try to manage it as best I can. And uh, like you mentioned, I get into creative uh, tasks that I try to utilize those things for. And um, so yeah, I try to just use it to the best of my ability. And uh, keto has helped me to uh, channel that a little bit. So what did, tell me about uh your daily routine in terms of uh your food plan. Do you do three meals a day? Do you intermittent fast? What's what's your keto way of eating today? I've gone through all the different variations uh that that uh, up to OMAD. I think the 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 natural balance that I that I have found is 16 by 8. Uh, intermittent fasting. Sometimes it turns into 18 or 20, uh, but I just kind of let my body decide on that usually and and listen to, okay, am I hungry or am I bored is the one question that I'll sometimes ask myself, uh, especially on days off. Am I hungry or am I bored? Am I just wanting to eat because I'm not, you know, hand busy with something because I'm waiting on other things to process on the computer or something? And mm -hmm. uh, that... Uh, that helps call myself back to, okay, am I actually hungry? Um, and listen to my body instead of listen to my, my emotions at the moment. And, but 16 by eight, 
and I try, I'm not good at it. I, I do snack too often, even during that, that 16 by eight window, I really need to probably push myself a little bit harder to get to where I am consistently just eating meal sized meals during those 16 by eight windows, uh, uh, the, the, the feasting window, because that's just more spikes of my insulin. Um, and I saw a chart recently that every time that you eat, it takes four hours for your body to really switch back to, from glucose into fat burning. And I'm not sure how accurate that was, but that was from a pretty reliable source. Um, I think it was at ketogenic girl on Instagram. And I found that interesting, the cycle of, of, uh, that it showed, you know, three meals a day, even just three meals a day with a late night snack was enough to basically keep you in, in uh, glucose burning mode all day long, pretty much like you were getting three hmm. to four hours of non glucose burning mode overnight with three meals. So I do believe, uh, after reading the obesity code, which I highly recommend, I know that some of his, uh, Dr. Jason Fung's, uh, points aren't always well received by everyone, but I think that the standard premise of controlling insulin and cortisol levels, keeping those low will cause you to lose weight can be highly beneficial because those two factors definitely helped me lose a whole bunch of weight uh, because I didn't start working out until I'd already lost 40 pounds. Uh, so it's, uh, I think there's something to trying to limit those insulin spikes using intermittent fasting. And so I, I endeavor for 16 by eight and I try to just keep it as clean as I possibly can. Uh, my snacks, my go-tos whenever I do snack are either cheese whisks or cheese sticks, specifically the cheese sticks because they don't have fillers and added uh, anti-caking agents because they're just a... Uh, a stick of cheese. Um, and so I can get those. They're cheap. Um, get them at HEB, uh, which is awesome here in Texas. I wish that we had that up in Kansas City whenever I was growing up, but it's a Texas thing. And so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, but cheese sticks, uh, cheese wisps are another good one, but they're a little more expensive. Um, and, uh, jerky or, uh, venison meat sticks that I can get at the grocery store as well. Um, it, that's usually my go-to. And the other thing that I, that I don't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast or not, um, but I realized if I was craving cheese, it probably meant I wanted meat. My cravings mm. don't necessarily tell me what I actually want because I, I'll eat the cheese and I'll go, I still want some. And when I go to eat beef specifically, uh, red meat, that was like, oh, yeah, I'm good now. Uh, so <laughs> when I when I did, I did do a month of carnivore uh, last year and uh, it was a really great way to isolate and try to cut down a lot of that stuff. But I was, I was doing animal product carnivore. So I was including cheese and dairy in that. Uh, and so I would eat the cheese and I would still want something. I would go, I would warm up some of my ground beef that was a staple during that, that month. And I would eat it and I would like, Oh, that's what I needed. So that was an interesting little one off in, uh, in, uh, uh, takeaway that I took during that time of, of, uh, isolating or, or, uh, cutting down my, my food options, uh, was that if I'm craving cheese, I probably want meat. <laughs> yeah. Car carnivores, 
it's an interesting thing because I did it for uh, I think it was six months last year, and <laughs> it, it's and it's really weird because you you talk it's like super keto is really the only way to describe it. Like you think keto is awesome, then you go carnivore, and it's like keto to to keto plus. And and the, the funny thing for me is like ninety percent of what I was, which hasn't really changed now, but ninety percent of what I was eating was literally a steak, not even as many as much egg as I'm eating now. And, and and the crazy thing about that was like you would think you get sick of eating beef and steak, but all that ended up happening is the only thing I ever craved was more steak when I got hungry. Like it was like whenever I got hungry, I'm like I want another steak. It, it was never man, I'm hungry. I could go for you know chicken wings. It was always like no, I'm hungry. I, I want more steak. It, 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 it's it was a really really cool experience. I, I really enjoyed it until the one day where I just sat at a restaurant and ordered my steak and they put the salad in front of me and I'm staring at the salad and I'm like, and I wasn't going to eat it. And I'm like, man, it looks like a really good salad. And I'm like, you know what? Like for me not to eat the salad for the, for j- j- just to claim that I'm a carnivore. I'm like, that's just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. salad looks good. Everything in this salad is a hundred percent like keto approved. Like I'm just going to eat the salad. <laughs> and that, that, yeah. that's pretty much how my, my, my carnivore broke was because I was like, like, I, I don't want to let this hard definition stop me from eating this, this, this meal that someone prepared for me. <laughs> sure. Sure. No, I, 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 I'm the same way. I, my wife will, she, with, with our food prep, this follows up with your question, Jim. Uh, most of our food prep is some type of a protein and some type of green. And it's usually uh, either kale or uh, kale or spinach or broccoli, sometimes cauliflower. Uh, those types of things are, are, are pretty, you know, pretty solid go-tos. One an example of something that I did eat today that, that was probably a little higher on the carb spectrum, uh, but because it was pretty much the only real thing that I'd eaten today, I went ahead and I just slammed it down and finished it off because it, it needed done was uh, spaghetti squash uh, with uh, like sausage uh, cut up in it. And it's really yummy and good and all that stuff. And for the most part, you know, it's technically keto because that, that, that spaghetti squash is still on the lower side of uh, the carbs, but I probably am technically over, but I don't beat myself up if my, my going over is from some type of vegetable. Like I'm not going to beat myself up over that. I'm, I'm, you know, I could totally have dug into the bluebell ice cream that's in the freezer that my wife had me get her the other day. Like seriously, I, I could have, but I didn't because that's not what I wanted. I wanted real food. I wanted something that wasn't sugary. And so I had something real. And uh, that again is a freedom that, that I've had since keto that I don't think I ever had before because I would give in to every single little craving that I had. Uh, pints of ice cream, real ice cream would just disappear. At this point, point, pints of ice cream do disappear, but this at this point, they're not even Halo Top. They're Rebel, which is basically 100% heavy cream. <laughs> heavy cream and a little bit of erythritol and flavor. Uh, so, it, it, like, I don't, I, I don't even have to go to uh, Halo Top anymore, which was something that I did uh, early on as my, my sweet vice at times, but... Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I've got a lot more freedom most of the time against uh, just giving in to, okay, what's in the freezer, what's in the, what's in the fridge right now, and grabbing the closest thing, whatever it was. That's awesome. Okay, so my last question for you, Chris, is how did you find the Keto Man's Club on Facebook? So, 
me and Alberto had, had known each other at least passively. We, we weren't, you know, best buds at that point. Um, but we had known each other passively on the ketogenic athlete and ketogenic success um, groups and around the keto evangelist world. We'd met at uh, KetoCon last year. I'm guessing that it had to have been through him, but I forget what or how that came about. Um, it's that okay. That would make sense. That, that would that would make sense. I mean, if I'm trying to put the put the timeline back, I think that would make sense. I do remember that obviously the first time we met in person was at actually at KetoCon, which ironically is coming up. Um, and, I, and yeah, it might it might have been through that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking because I. I I don't. I don't remember otherwise uh, exactly how it was, uh, and it could have been, you know, the ads that you get in face in, on Facebook where it will show mm-hmm. this person joined this group. It might have been one of those where it was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like it may have been an indirect thing where two or three of my Facebook friends had joined the group, and Alberto was one of them. So I was able to to see that and like, oh, that looks interesting, and join. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember exactly. I'm so glad that I did. That's for sure. Uh, because this has been a, a fraternity of guys that I'm very happy to get to be, be around in a virtual sense every single day. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Alberto, anything else for you of our, our guest this week? Oh, how do you feel about your training partner? <laughs> <laughs> now remember, this call is being recorded high. for quality assurance. <laughs> Oh, so. uh, um, no, he, 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 my, my training partner partner pushes me pretty hard, but we push each other, I think. And, uh, I'm, I am very def- definitely thankful for that because I had hit a slump. I had hit the gym pretty hard for about 10 weeks myself, uh, and did, uh, lifting whenever crunch got open and all of that stuff, uh, you know, and, and went through a template, but I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was killing myself when I was doing my deadlifts. Uh, most of the time I would end up, you know, feeling like, uh, feeling like I'd broken my, my lower back after doing them because I, I had done them wrong all along, uh, because I didn't have anybody to, to help me, uh, correct that or point it out. And so we fixed that and, uh, Seeing his drive and intensity and him sometimes, uh, like when he's on the leg press sled, going into wild man mode, uh, sweating bullets, just pushing to uh, try to make his, his numbers, that pushes me to not uh, give up so much uh, like I would have otherwise. Uh, most of the time, just from a, well, I, I, this is good enough type standpoint, that that's not even in my mind anymore. I'm like, uh, you know, there's always something more that I can do. There's always some way more that I can push. There's a little bit more weight that I could add on. Okay, last week I did 45. Today I'm going to do 50. Uh, you know, those types of things. And he's been able to help uh, get me some structure to my plan that I didn't have uh, before because all I was just doing was this template, but it wasn't really, I don't think it really did me that that much good because I wasn't applying it properly. I wasn't pushing myself hard enough. So yes, I'll prove that answer. I like him. All right, last uh, question I got for you because you you you've you've uh you've lived in Kansas City, you've lived in Texas. Uh, who makes a better barbecue? Why did I know that so, this was coming up when I heard Kansas City like <laughs> forty five minutes? Ago? Yeah, um, 
So my short answer is my wife because she does both. Oh, she does good, a, safe She answer. does Ooh. Texas barbecue with a Kansas City flair. Like did she, not see that coming. No. Now I need to come over for dinner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah, you do. You you and the family will be invited over before the summer's over. I'm sure, and we will have uh, my my wife's barbecue, and it's delicious. And uh, and maybe I can talk her into try to ketofy her sauce because she makes her own sauce and it's delicious, but it has things like maple syrup in it and things like that that would not uh, not go well <laughs> on a keto. Uh, <laughs> so we, we I, I think they could be simply modified and it would still taste good, but we, I'm going to have to work on her on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, she does she does do a kind of Texas. Texas barbecue with a Kansas City flair and uh, puts all the flavor into the meat via the smoke and then takes it off the fire and adds a sauce um, like Kansas City. And so uh, it, it kind of is the best of the both worlds. Uh, the other answer that I give to that question is I see them as two completely different things. Kansas City barbecue really is all about the sauce. Texas is all about the the meat itself being the star of the show. And so I just see them as two different things and uh, try to enjoy the both of them as best as I can. That is a phenomenal answer. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) When you grow up in Kansas City, specifically because we're snooty about our barbecue, you become a barbecue connoisseur. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, it, it's it's kind of a big deal the the uh every year there's the uh the the uh what's it called uh trade show kind of thing that's that it's called the uh oh i'm completely blanking on it grand royale or something um i'll figure it out later i'm sure uh, but they they have the horses and it's like rodeo rodeo for the Kansas City. But there's always a barbecue competition that goes along with that, and that's almost a bigger deal than you know the rest of the stuff that's going on in the arena. So, okay, well that that fifty five minutes right there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh... <clears throat> Let's wrap it up um, before we head out. So uh, a couple of the things that we always do at the end, um, kind of a couple acknowledgments of things we've seen in the Keto Man's Club on Facebook in the last week or so. So Alberto, we'll start off with you. Anything jumped out at you? Any testimonies, any successes, anything you want to share about what we've seen in the group in the last week or two? Yeah, I've got a couple of them. Uh, we, had, we had a member uh, post just today, uh, Travis W., who apparently has a habit of, of texting his wife a selfie while, while he's at work. And apparently he did it again today. <laughs> and so she sent yep. him back <laughs> a selfie of, of her that, that he had sent a year ago. And I mean, if the background is clearly they're they're both almost in the exact same spot. But, but the, the, he didn't put any of his numbers down. So I'd be really interested to see how much weight he actually lost. But the difference in the two pictures is significant to say the least and i mean it he looks great uh congratulations to him on that uh next time uh travis you post i just asked that uh i i just want to know you know what your starting weight was and what your current weight is because it shows in your face it's there for sure and other than that uh my, my good everybody's good friend the mighty oak uh sent me a text message today uh he is cleared for cardio in, within the next uh, week or two which is as you know that man's work ethic so it, it's been driving him nuts that he's been kind of just stuck in healing mode uh, ever since his surgery so yeah he he was very excited to let me know that that he'll at least be able to start doing cardio again here in the next week or two 
Good for him. He was a uh, he's one of our uh, fantastic guests on a past podcast. So if anybody's listening and aren't sure of who we're talking about, go check it out and see what's going on for sure. Yeah, he's got a great story. Uh, Chris, what about you? Well, I, I don't have anything from the Facebook group, but I do want to call out one of the uh, reviews that we've got. We've got several reviews, and this is kind of my intentional plug to, hey, go out, give us a review on, on Apple iTunes. We really appreciate your feedback. We want to know if we're doing a good job. Alberto wants to read the negative ones. Uh, so <laughs> definitely whatever the feedback might be, please go ahead and share it with us because, uh, we, we, we want to hear, we want to hear it. We want to know how we can do better and how we can, uh, better serve you, our listeners. But uh, I want to highlight one of them from Bernie video. And he says, uh, great guys, great info, great podcast. I think it's those GR dot, dot, dot. So I'm just going to guess, uh, very happy to have found, the keto man's club on facebook i've been uh, it's been very helpful and supportive for me and 2000 plus more men in the keto lifestyle very excited now to hear the voices of the administrators and moderators of the group i can't wait to hear more about the amazing success stories different ways to live this diet and all the laughs and good natured ribbing so i think that was a good example of the type of uh, type of thing that we're trying for at least and we want to uh, to keep that up absolutely good deal well the two that i wanted to uh quickly shout out one is matthew d uh who posted up um that he's coming up on his one-year anniversary on keto um he's lost close to 70 pounds his cholesterol is normal blood pressure is normal sugar is normal off all meds and quote most importantly i finally feel comfortable in my skin so uh kudos to matthew on that and then another member, um, Brian H., uh, has been doing this, according to his post, 84 days, down 41 pounds, haven't cheated once, I gave up alcohol just eight days ago, anxious to see, to see what no booze does to my body. So he started in October of 2018 at 346. He started keto at the end of March of 2019 at 328. So he'd lost almost 20 pounds in that uh, six or so months there. And then uh, as of the middle of June, he's down to 287. And he's got um, a couple of side-by-side photos uh, freeing the keto nipple. Um, Again, keep up with our group. You'll know what that's all about. Um, But he definitely went from uh, looking like he was having triplets to a much, much smaller fella. So he's working on the plan and everything, and uh, he's made significant progress uh, just in the last couple of months doing keto. So congratulations to Brian H. on uh, that uh, step forward. Well done. Well think done. The last, yeah. Last thing, um, we always give out um, our uh, contact information if people want to reach out and whatnot. Um, so, of course, if you're following us on Facebook, well, that's one of the best starting points, Keto Man's Club. Um, we're also on Instagram, Keto Man's Club Podcast. So you can check us out there. And uh, myself, Jim Inman Jr., Jim Inman Jr., on um, Instagram as well, between the Keto uh, Man's Club and Instagram. Those are Probably the two best places to find me. Um, Alberto, what about you, sir? Uh, first and foremost, uh, through the Keto Man's Club. And on Instagram, I am Capital Painter, and where you will find a nice variety of information regarding cool car stuff, workouts, food. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. <laughs> Perfect. And then our guest of the week and our, uh, our ship's captain, uh, Chris, how do people track you down? 
Uh, my keto stuff, I get post or I post generally to at Duckman Keto on Instagram, and I've got a Facebook page associated with that just because. And I don't post up enough stuff anywhere. Um, so mainly just the Facebook group because I post there pretty regularly. Uh, and uh, you can also follow my personal Instagram if you wanted. I, you know, I'm just a geek, so who wants to follow that? But Duckman1221 is the uh, is the, the my standard uh, handle on Instagram. So yeah, between the t- those uh, three, that's pretty much the best way to get in contact with me. Also, don't forget you can email us at the let me get it correct uh, Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. and that's a great place if you have questions, comments, ideas, want to be on the show, whatever. Email us, and we will be happy to review those and get back with you. And again, uh, the Facebook group, um, 2,500 plus guys in there um, all across the globe um, who are following this way of eating. We're all at different points on the journey. So if you are interested in knowing more and whatnot, uh, find us on Facebook. There's three, there are three very simple uh, security questions that we just want to make sure that you know what you're talking about when you uh, join in and everything. And um, make sure, as Chris mentioned a couple moments ago, to follow us. Um, on your favorite podcast platform. We love for you to subscribe, love for you to send us reviews. And Alberto is chomping at the bit for one negative review that he can read. So if you if you do want well, to be negative... Hopefully I don't ever have to read any of them. <laughs> well, we want to give you at least something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can't please everyone, so it's bound to happen. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So... And um, thanks to Chris, um, not only for, you know, making us all sound good and come together every week, but for being our guest this week and for sharing your story, man. Very much appreciated. Absolutely. Happy to do so. All right. Well, this wraps up this uh, episode of the Keto Man's Club. Uh, Appreciate everybody for following us and everything. Subscribe, like, and uh, give us a review and a shout out. We appreciate it. And we will talk to you the next time. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.